This week's videos are sponsored by HelloFresh. More on them after the reaction, people. What is going on there, citizens of the Reject Nation? We are going to watch the latest big movie from Netflix Woo! because we missed out on the Bird Box hype and we are not missing out on this hype train. I'm telling you that much because we do not want to be left behind for Leave the World Behind. John, are you ready for the next two and a half hours? So I couldn't be more ready. Are you, are you ready to get down every single messaging? Are you ready to explain yes. the ending to the audience mm -hmm. after we have witnessed it to break down all of its meanings? Compare it to whatever book it's probably based on and break down that as well. I have no idea what we're about to Me watch. Either. <laughs> <laughs> I have not even seen a trailer, but... Boy, are people talking about it. So, yeah, let's do it. Leave a like on this video. Subscribe and click that notification bell so you don't get left behind of the reject world when we have something here. You know why the subscribe button's for. Guys, thank you to Prepper for helping us set it down these highlights. Also, full-length reaction watch-alongs where you sync up with your own copy of Leave the World Behind available for our super sexy rejects. Those are our patrons, yeah, and over there buddy. we cover several things exclusively with highlights and watch-alongs included. All right, I am ready to explain this movie Good. to everyone. Me too. Because I'm going to nail it. I'm going to nail this. Watch, guys. <laughs> I know what it's about already. <laughs> I mean, I figured the whole movie out. Yeah. I can't believe I did it. You did it, dude. You should write movies like this for Netflix where you'll get paid and residuals and all that other good stuff now. But, you know, when you are dealing with an apocalypse like this. Yeah. Sometimes it's scared to go outside. Yeah, having to forage for food and things. Yeah. Sometimes you just want that food delivered fresh to your doorstep. Yeah. In a way that you could stockpile and hold on to for any occasion, no matter how simple nor world-rending. We have to interrupt this broadcast with a special <laughs> message from myself. Aloha, Reject Nation. Greg here. So if many of you guys know, most of my days are a couple of hours of filming, and then most of the time it's dedicated to like editing and a bunch of other computer work, often accumulating to like 10 to 12 hours a day. And on top of that, comfort food is like my life's biggest vice. But as many of you also know, working out and getting healthier has been a massive component for me this year in particular. So in this whirlwind, I have found myself a perfect ally for quick, healthy meals, America's number one meal kit, a meal kit that I have subscribed to prior to ever agreeing working with them. So yes, this is a genuine testimony, and that is, of course, for HelloFresh. And HelloFresh isn't just about ease. It's about bringing health and flavor to your doorstep. And this holiday season, forget about the stress of planning meals for your health-conscious friends. Friends like me, who will breathe down the back of your neck, being like, I can't eat that. That's unhealthy. So with HelloFresh, I'm looking forward to hosting holiday dinners that are not only delicious, but also cater to healthy lifestyles. Best part, the variety, it is incredible. I'm pescatarian, so they have these delicious meals, just like Dijon onion crunch salmon over lemon broccoli spaghetti. And for my more plant-based days, the vegan maple carrot power bowls. They aren't just meals, they're culinary adventures. I learned the word culinary. During a long day, the last thing I want to do is spend a while cooking. And that's where HelloFresh's 15-minute meals are a lifesaver. They're quick, nutritious, and oh-so-tasty perfect for my nonstop lifestyle. So why not join me in making this holiday season both health-conscious and delicious with HelloFresh? With over 45 recipes and seasonal add-ons to choose from every week, there's always something new to try. And here's something to cheer about. Go to HelloFresh.com slash rejectsfree and use code rejectsfree for free breakfast for life. That accurate? That sounds way too good to be true. There's no way that can be true. Go to HelloFresh.com slash rejectsfree and use code rejectsfree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box as long as your subscription is active. Tag your HelloFresh creations with hashtag HelloFreshPicks and at HelloFresh. And let's cook up some fun and healthiness, Reject Nation. Remember, it's America's number one meal kit. All right. Thank you. Hello, Fresh. John, before we talk about uh -huh. anything, let's create some categories here. Ooh, chapters, just like in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to make sure we talk about every... Okay. So let's go over the ending. Okay. And then uh, what What else do we have to interpret or do, should we try to find meaning of? Uh, okay. So just... What was really going on? Yeah. What is this apocalypse? What other things happened that we should dissect the meaning of animals animal symbolism yes definitely oh god it's gonna be hard what else we got uh we got color oh. symbolism 
Jeez. Oh, racial okay. subtext. Oh, yeah, oh, man. This is going to be a tough one. Damn. Class commentary. And uh, we'll go performances. Performances. <laughs> Tone. <laughs> Direction and cinematography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go with the ending one first. Ending, ending explained. Yes. Watch us do this without any research. Just just absorbing what the movie's giving us. Uh-huh. We can do this. Ending explained. All right. So Rosie goes down to the rich man's bunker uh-huh. and then finds the friend's DVD, watches the last one. I think there's multiple meanings here, sure. guys. Get ready for this. Greg's about to sound so smart. Smart Greg incoming. Rachel got off the plane. I think the wife got off the plane. Okay. I think wife survived. That's, uh, that's it's a sim- yes, it's an Easter egg of there. sorts. It's, it's just such a weird ending to end on her getting the DVD because there's so much emphasis on it. Okay, let's try to be sincere for sure. just one second, John. There is this like there is this emphasis on uh, when they find joy through certain forms of escapism right and she i mean the daughter has this whole thing about like world sucks but i like these friends people and it's the way a lot of us describe the show friends my favorite show of all time and i would describe very similar experience that this this girl uh describes friends being as and then even when um Mahershala Ali and julia roberts they're dancing it's via through the form of art yeah. through the music you know so i think that even in despite these chaotic, tumultuous times that they are living in, uh, to put it lightly, that their source of happiness can still be found in some form of art. Yeah, I would say. I think that's maybe what the 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 choice to end on that specific note ultimately is about. Like she finds a genuine smile in that. Yeah. In the heartbeat of a moment, you know. And uh, like she's pigging out, enjoying the junk food. So, I, and but beyond that, I think with ending on friends, which is an art form. <laughs> I'm trying to think, is there like a third time where they find art? Because I'm like, all I got is the music and that. Is there another moment? <laughs> well, I mean, there are other things like she says that, like, oh, they love the pool. I just want them to focus on that then. It's like forms of recreation and like simple little things. It's a record, it's dancing, it's swimming, it's being outside sure. it's finding your favorite show or whatever it might be and yeah it's those little things it's like in a situation that is like asking you to find impossible solutions to what seems like the most insurmountable set of circumstances it's the simple things whether it's a world-rending scenario or just personally intense stakes, it's the little things that give us respite from that. That's a very solid point. I think we have explained the ending. <laughs> Indeed. Friends communal. What have we got here? Friends. People who have become friends, even though at yeah. first they were just strangers yeah, to each that's other. true. And they're all kind of, you know, inhabiting the mm-hmm. same building like in Friends. They don't, you know, sleep in the same room, but they're neighbors kind of if you make the house an apartment building. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, uh, you know. Rich friends. And then uh, 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 Kevin Bacon is Gunther, you know. He, he's <laughs> yeah. just down the road at the cafe. <laughs> Fair enough. He gives them There s- were six people at this home, six That's members six of the Friends. I think the show Friends has way more to do with it than people realize. <laughs> Lies. It does. It does. I think you're correct about that. And then the first show that was often criticized for being just only like white folk. Yeah. Got a little bit more diversity here. That's right. This was diverse friends. This was diverse friends what we watched. <laughs> I'll be there for you. Have that song playing over it. When the question posed at the very end with Mahershali and Ethan Hawke was, will you be there for me? Will we be there for each other when all this Dude. shit is truly hitting the fan? Yeah. And are you on the level with me? Can I trust you? Will you be my friend? It, it's, 
That's what I said. Yep. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Yeah, that was no, good. I'm saying that's probably what it's about, right? Yeah. I think we have explained the ending. And so, and you hear Julie Roberts' voice outside. Who was on Friends. Who was on emphasize Friends. emphasize this enough. Yes, we hear her voice as, uh, as young uh, Rose is sitting down to watch the show. So we can assume that she's going to be found by her mother. Uh-huh. And that they probably all will hole up in this panic room for as long as the resources can go around. I think they, I know that we didn't get to where they find her, but they see, they see where the house is. Yeah. It is their house. The timer is set. They are going back. They say that they need to go to the bunker. I think it's safe to assume that they will they all, all end up bunker there. down there together. And then fight over what we watch on TV. Okay. What was the name of the people who were there? In the house? The Hoth, the thorns, the thorns. Yeah, where were where were they? I don't know. They got out of dodge. Maybe we're we'll not see, explaining it. See, that's the thing is maybe because they were rich enough to already have this off the books <laughs> panic room. Maybe they, they had a are, panic room underneath the panic yes, room. Yes, <laughs> or maybe they went someplace else even more secure. Yeah. They have like a private island someplace and they got out early because, like you know, maybe they gave Kevin Bacon a, a heads up. You know, because he was like, hey. You know, here's a little piece of information for free. Your friends, the Thorns, why don't you go check them out, huh? So do you think Mahershala Ali was right? We're moving on in that category. Uh, Right about which thing? <laughs> about him saying he was breaking it down for Ethan Hawke. Of, gotcha, gotcha. Of saying, like, this is what's really going on. This three-step thing. You know, And I- the implication is that the United States is doing it unto itself, or we are being attacked, and this is this is their plan. Well, no— the message I took from it is, is is if we follow these steps, we cut everybody off from everything, and then we create you know uh, simultaneous chaos everywhere. Then the people, this divided nation of people, will will take care of the rest naturally by you know destroying and eating each other. Basically, perfect. I love to hear. You know, you're so pent up here in the here in these divided states that uh, yeah, they'll just we'll take ourselves down. You know, all they got to do is introduce a little chaos and then, you know, the misinformation, the leaflets, all that stuff. Give us a million directions of where to point the finger. And then, you know, pretty soon, yeah, we'll just all be scavenging and and looting and all that stuff. Wow. Wow. And you believe that's what was really going on? I believe it. He seems convinced. It seems convincing. And it also doesn't seem like it. it's both to me it's like i think logically speaking yeah it is some kind of you know uh tech based attack because of course that that seems like a very salient message we rely so heavily on these interconnected things that we don't fully understand the nature of that if we were to be removed from them we would be many of us quite helpless and uh and so yeah it's like that seems like a very conscientious way to take down you know a country or whatever it is and you see the bombs going off so it seemed relatively reasonable to assume that that what he is saying is happening is probably the case however you'll never know or you until it's over in a situation like this, I imagine you wouldn't really know, and so I think, yeah, that that little piece of ambiguity suits it, but it does certainly seem like that three step scenario he was talking about. Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of the themes also seem to be about dealing with reality of the situation. Yeah, even right down to it's probably not on the reaction highlights, and I'm going <laughs> to watch my words here. Even right down to um, the teen boy in the midst of everything. It's still like, oh, I'm going to go look at my phone and try to touch myself. <laughs> a lurk on this girl here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but he can't ultimately uh, continue to do so. Yeah. Um, and so, but again, and, you know, like even while they're dealing with stuff and they're drinking and and vaping and whatever, that they're, they're, they still try to find like forms of escapism when so much of this is about trying to face face yeah. reality, deal with reality. The cigarette, the vape, all those things. Yeah, yeah man. So, um that's the one one theme. Oh man, this movie's so multi-layered. <laughs> it's, 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 got, it's got you it's know got some, it's got some layers. Yeah. It's based on a book. Is it? I assume so. Uh, didn't it say it was based on a book? I think so. it was adapted or something. There was some like line something at the beginning. Like yeah, I should adapted for the screen or something like that. There was some some text there yeah, <laughs> that yeah. implied based on something. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we have that themes. That's some good themes. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and, and, wh- and at uh, what point do you accept that the? I, I think that was a good theme that they brought up the idea of like, oh, is there a shadowy cabal of people who run the world, or is it the scarier alternative that no one's in control and all these 
things, all these tenuous agreements we make collectively that form society are that are tenuous sure. and can be rattled at any moment. Animals. Animals, yes. Well, for me, I was thinking about, I mean, I've tried saying it, but I would get so caught up in, oh my God, I feel like there's important lines happening here. Yes. So I need to kind of talk while also trying to absorb yeah. <laughs> important yeah, yeah, lines. Yeah. To me, it brings it back to the uh, roots of earth for us. Sure. Like when you when you think about like the land of animals, there's like this should be a planet that is shared. But anim- humans are just another part of the animal kingdom, yeah. but we have created this distinction between humans and animals. Yeah. And through this distinction, we have created metropolises and technology and all these things that have slowly corrupted and destroyed our earth, in turn destroying the land of our um, our uh, our neighbors, animals. Yeah. And that's at least what I was taking from it. Well, that was almost, my interpretation of why there was all this emphasis on animals and yeah. messing with migration and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't quite get what deer means. I don't understand. I don't know the actual association of, like, what, do does, some, what does horse symbolism mean? What does deer mean? Let's do some deer symbolism. Deer symbolism. In many cultures, the deer is a symbol of spiritual authority. Yeah. During the deer's life, antlers fall off and grow again, and uh, the animal is also a symbol of regeneration. And in Christian imagination, the deer is a symbol of piety, devotion, and of God taking care then of his explain children. explain to me what it means in the context of this movie, John. Well, all the deer, and that is one of the more overtly supernatural feeling elements of this movie that does flirt with that tone, I guess to me it's perhaps the animals sort of uh, maybe recognizing like, hey, we're already out here, we're away from the city, we're in much more of nature's domain than man's domain, even though you have this fancy house here. Maybe they are recognizing, like, hey, you're kind of being returned to our community in a sense. We are sort of here to recognize you. And I feel like the daughter, both of the daughters are the ones they seem to most communicate to. So maybe there's like a a Mother Nature thing. Both of the daughters, though they have very different vibes and functions within the story, seem aware of and kind of attuned to things in a way that other characters aren't, or it seems like they're at least not trying to delude themselves the way other characters are. So maybe it is that they have that direct link to the fauna around, uh, you know, in some kind of spiritual kind of sense. I mean, that is that is the point at which the movie does get the most sort of abstracted, and, and you go like, okay, is this... This must really be happening, given how this movie has presented itself thus far. So there must be like a hundreds of deer here. Uh, so that part of it is is interesting to me. I'd be curious to hear about people's interpretation of how overt that symbol is used. But you also have the flamingos, you know, which uh, which I don't know if there is a direct flamingo symbol in the. I'm way ahead of you there, oh, John. Oh, what you got? What you got? Symbol of beauty, grace, and a sense of otherworldliness. The presence of flamingos in the story serves as a contrast to the chaotic and unsettling events that occur. They represent a connection to nature, what I've been getting at here. Hey. A reminder of the tranquil world that exists beyond the chaos of human existence. Again, bringing us back, stripping us away yeah. from these man-made creations. Yeah, they're just here I going, what all hey. the, I think really that's what every animal sort of means here. In some sense, I mean, yeah, especially the more... Unless you're in a story that is very removed from the trappings of modern life, especially modern Western life, uh, yeah, I feel like there's always a little sprinkle of Spanish-speaking woman. Uh, well, I mean, that'll be another thing. Is is our? I, I guess that's a heightened uh, version of our inability to communicate in a crisis scenario. And you can't help but imagine maybe if Ethan Hawke had kept his head, uh, you know, he could have been the person we all hope to be, not just the person that we think we would be given the kind of attitude his character displays much of the time and lead up to that. You would expect him to be the guy to be like, get in and we'll figure this out. But at the same time, he's getting overwhelmed. She's, I I would love, that's one of those things where I was sitting there going, man, like a Spanish speaker in the audience probably has like a little nugget of context. The rest of us don't. And, uh, and I think that's cool. I think that, that 
at least, yeah, zeroes in on the fact that a chaos situation like this, there will be, yes, literal language barriers, but in the more figurative sense, there will just be communication breakdowns when everyone is in a panic and people are going to handle that situation sloppily. That's part of the controlled chaos that they are introducing here, I guess. It's also the start of, like, the fear of the unknown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, it it, heightened, it zeroes in on some of that xenophobia, certainly. Not in the most... Doesn't exist in this movie. <laughs> not in the most malicious way, but in a way, and, and what sure. fear does to you. And, I mean, too, yeah, like, uh, I don't know, there's... This was from an earlier point, but there is a certain amount of bargaining I feel like everybody in this movie does where they're like, no, 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 there's somebody out there. Like, someone's going to take care of us. There is an order. There's a hospital we can get to. And it's, you know, everybody is sort of getting, how far does things need to progress before you get to the point where you're like, well, all we have is what we have right here in front of us. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Movie kind of hits the nose, uh, hits the nail on the you know, nose, has head. It's um, the head on the nose nail. When it comes to, you know, stuff like the electric cars <laughs> and... Um, no, they're saving the world. You I mean, one you got with the Tesla billionaires. Um, it's okay. It'll be Rivians in a, in crashing. a few years from now. <laughs> but but I, think it's, I think it actually spoke more to the point of... It's, I just love how it was like the automated version of the electric car. Well, and that's yeah. <laughs> a slight leap because I don't think cars do that yet. They, they they test that technology, and that's not been implemented yet, from my understanding. Because what? it's uh, so like fully self-driving, no driver intervention or no driver intermediary, just like full-on. They no, you usually need to. I mean, they. I'm sure they can, uh, but in order for them to usually operate, you need a human body in the driver's seat in order to do it. Yeah, because there are just certain things that... But I'm that, sure they can program it where they don't need a body in there. Well, they're, yeah. they're doing it now, and the reason it's not been made consumer is because they haven't been able to fully rectify the machine's inability to account for certain anomalies, so it will still hit stuff. So yeah. part of me is like, okay, this is a bit of a fantasy because they're not just selling Teslas that self-drive, but, I mean, it is the exact fear you have about those, aside from it just malfunctioning, somebody, like, maliciously... To using them to jam up all the roads is like diabolical. Everything crashing in on itself, and that uh, sequence was so was very intense. Very intense, and also with um, yeah, like when Julia Roberts is spouting about of like how we do these things, thinking we're making a difference when we're not, yeah. and that is us in a nutshell. And the I was just, I was just listening to um, John Oliver's uh, um, segment about chocolate. Oh. And I had no idea just the amount of child labor that goes into the production of our chocolate industry. And yeah. that was quite eye-opening. I've been very blind to this. And I, I love chocolate. So I was like, let me buy as much chocolate as I can before I finish this video. <laughs> before my guilt and, kicks in and, and I stop I'll buying go, chocolate anymore. Well, I have a year's supply of chocolate. It would just be a waste, a waste yeah. now. So I should They're at least... starving kids who would love to have that chocolate. I should at least finish this chocolate. You should. Or else those poor people, their, their hard work will go to waste. Yes. <laughs> You don't want to spit in the face of all that hard work because they no, just get compensated with the joy of knowing did, that you're enjoying the chocolate. It make me question myself, though. I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't buy chocolate anymore. Holy shit. I have to only buy very specific, ethical, and probably quite pricey but, chocolate. But even to that point, though, it does get to a point where even they, there's only so much, even for the most ethical of companies, there's only so much mandating they can do to ensure that, like, the way how the process of this to this to travel to this, that their chocolate is of the purest non-child laboring <laughs> chocolate. You yeah. know, they've, they've even had, it covers that. Like, they even they've had to, there's only so much they can do to ensure for the most ethical ones. Uh, and, and so my point being is that with what this movie is talking about, you know, mm. that, what perhaps what we think we're doing as the real contribution to change is, is truly not enough mm. that the impending doom of it all because there's this their environmentalism talks here uh i think this whole thing of world decaying in and of itself 
is very much an environmental allegory in a lot of ways. There's a lot of different things they're talking about, but at the end of the day, it keeps coming back to, like, it starts off with our character of Julia Roberts, who is essentially our main character, saying she hates people, but in the end of it all, when everything's stripped down, we will need to rely on each other, the the few who we can trust. Yeah, because that's all you have either way is people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that is kind of like the nebulous of humanity. I think it was Darwin. Oh, could be wrong here. Careful. But I'm going to say it, and it's up to you if you want to research it. I don't want your pagan that, theories. That there are things about, um, I remember the meaning at least, is that uh, it, humanity has thrived through cooperation. Mm. That's how we thrive. So when you strip us down to our bare bones, that love is kind of in our DNA mm. of cooperation. Mm. That's a lovely sentiment. Yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. I don't like it at all. Yeah, people. Not in the uh-huh. real world, not out here in the mean streets, not when the chips are down and everyone's desperate. <laughs> um and uh, let's talk about performances. Um, I loved, <laughs> I loved it. I loved Audra. I mean, it was like watching a play. Yes, I loved Julia Roberts's work here. It's been a while since I've seen, like, I saw her in Ticket to Paradise with George Clooney. And much as I love watching my old celebrities <laughs> um, uh, fall in love, what uh, you didn't love the movie? I liked it a lot. Okay, right. yeah, I like Ooh. I like rom coms. I liked it a lot. Good. Um. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, I, I watch a lot of rom-coms. <laughs> it's like I don't ever react to them. Sure. But I, I don't know, I'll go through my phases where I'm like watching nothing but rom-coms. And, uh, and I love that. I, I quite enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It was a little different, too. And, and uh, what's it wrong? It hit me. Finally hit me where I recognized the actor who plays Ruth. She's on that episode of Black Mirror. She's the, the a second episode. Yeah, the documentary one. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. Boom. Netflix, keep it in house. Don't pay residuals. <laughs> That's, <right. laughs> yeah. That's how we do it. We got yeah. stable of actors. We don't have to pay much. And which, there you go. In all ways, this is kind of a Black Mirror esque episode. Very much. Um and uh yeah, so I think Julia Roberts was excellent here. Mm-hmm. Showed the most growth. Yeah, and a character that that is not the most glamorous to take on, but requires a lot of subtle chops from an actor. Yeah, yeah, she was excellent. Her and Ethan Hawke, I really believe, is a couple. I think Ethan Hawke is absolutely excellent. He's a fighter in every role the guy ever does. Yeah, no matter what genre, he really is like a chameleon. He's special. He's he's a true true talent. Yeah, because he's just so he just seems so natural in any role he slips into. Yeah, and even here is like he's not the tough one in the relationship. <laughs> Oh, that whole yeah. useless man speech broke my heart. And I was like, yeah, that's a lot of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's me all the time. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. And, and early on, he even says that thing. It's like, your mom's the tech whiz. You know, yeah. I'm just a thing. He's just a thinker guy. Yeah. Loved his work. Mahershal Lee commands as usual. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I do love the direction. It was smart. It was smarter the movie to not t- to create an immediate plot of like a horrible, of like a terrifying Airbnb situation gone wrong, right? Yeah, get barbarian with us. Get barbarian, make you suspicious of like what's really at play here. Is it going to be about these people caving in on themselves? As the movie does lose sight of it's like a media plot and become all about what's going on in the world and yeah. commentary. Yeah, like it does not. In the last like hour, it does just become about that. It's all symbolism outside. and topics. And I then, guess we're all who we yeah, say we are. There's chaos happening all around. I did kind of wish the movie focused in a little bit on how do you keep it about what's really going on between the people in the house yeah. and that plot and then letting the commentary also coincide with that versus let's really just make it about what's going on out here yeah and fun stuff um so yeah that was one part of it but the performances remained as strong as ever from beginning to end. Like everyone had chemistry. The children, writing children, I, I think writing a like uh, I don't like to criticize a child's performance, and B I don't uh, I, I I often fluctuate on a criticism of writing children because I I don't ever go. That's not how children talk because I don't know children and yeah. <laughs> and I don't work with children, so I don't really know. Like I think about how children now, as opposed to when we grew up, uh, they grow up with cell phones and iPads that give them access to um, all kinds of media that w- that might make 
their the way they speak and their vernacular and all that be much more um more advanced more wide-ranging yeah. than how when how i grew up because of the amount of exposure they have that it, it, it some people think it limits one's uh, capacity to learn but at the same time it could also enhance one's language just due to the amount of exposure they have well, you it know? makes a lot of things more second nature and it is interesting because we live in a time where you know you have the idea in your mind from my, from, you know, from our perspective, I'm sure of like movies where kids talk like adults, and it's a trope, and it's and yeah, it's, a and precocious it's, child. Yeah, but we also now live in a moment where kids, or at least younger and younger kids, are able to speak with more and more adult inflection and vocabulary because of the vastness of the internet they have access to, and like. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you said something during the movie, w- w- which I think is true. It's like you know, it's hard to write kids, partly because you're probably drawing from kid talk from when you were a kid, which was probably a while ago. And now we live in a time where more so, I think, than ever before. Just again, because of what the advancement of the internet and every kid having an iPad or an iPhone is. Like, yeah, there is a different. It's not the same as precocious child of yesteryear, but it is like a different tonality of of characterization i guess and it is hard to nail down certainly and i i mean between the two i i think i preferred rose to the brother for the character yes (laughs) yeah i thought the we hear audio doesn't matter doesn't matter. Doesn't matter as long as it's not in the video. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I I think the t- the teen boy. God, what the hell is his name? It's definitely coming from in the computer, though. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. What is happening right now? <laughs> yeah, it's coming from in the computer. Where is it? We're so late in the video. It's on. The this confusion is happening. What's going on out there, John? It's running. It can't be. Uh, I'm, it doesn't make any sense. I'm just going to close out all of our web windows. Just close it all out. Shut it down. All right. I mean, there's only so many things I can shut down now. Shut it down. Shut it all down. Something's playing on a loop. It's Coy's voice right. from some other earlier recording, and I don't like it. I don't like to hear it. Nope. I don't like to hear a vagary, even if it's not in our... <laughs> our little record. Even if it's a, not on our t- headphones. There's a tiny bit. I don't like any of it, John. None of it. It's bothering it's me. It's gone. It's bothering me. All right, cool. Let's just keep talking. I We're think fine. it's gone. We're fine. Um, so, teen boy, like, while, like, very much no depth at all to that character. No. Yeah, <laughs> not even, like, an attempt at depth. Like anti-depth. Yeah, it's just that typical teenage boy. He's a horny teenager. <laughs> and I'm like, what else is there and to And my sister's a drag, and I'm going to do everything I can to not open up to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, did, uh, I didn't really care for him, uh, but I weirdly found the writing on him a more believable just because of the cliche of a teenage boy. And I know sure. what it's like to be a teenage boy. So sure. I, even though I didn't behave like that when I was a teenage boy, I, I, I know knew that guy. known enough teenage boys yeah, when yeah. I was a teenager to get that. And, uh, and, and her like that, that was my point of, of, of like, I can't sit here and tell you that little girl wasn't believable because I don't know what's, it's hard for me to wrap my head around finding this little girl believable even though I'm sure there are little girls out there who are just as like hyper intelligent and precarious and thought provoking. (laughs) But I still liked her character enough um, to enjoy when she was on screen. The Rose character, the the, the young, young one. Yeah. I I guess I was maybe drawn to her a bit more just because of how like strange her vibe always was. She almost reminded me of the little sister from hereditary, but like way less, you know, sort of intentionally like, Oh, this is a strange character. Um, but I don't know. I, I can't uh, disagree with you. Watching all the West Wing. Yeah, it was great. Uh, they, I mean, her whole role is TV, but I guess I kind of... Only the Aaron Sorkin episodes. I was like, okay, this is a little too self-aware for my taste right now. Yeah. It's like one of those you. things where I'm like, I don't necessarily put it beyond a character like this to have that level of observation or detail or dig into her interests or whatever. 
Uh, but but that's a very writerly thing is to to name check Aaron. Yeah, Sorry. and just because you have Julia Roberts being like, you watch West Wing suddenly makes that believable, I guess. Um, Ruth lampshading a little bit, yeah. Ruth, I liked Ruth. I thought Ruth. I mean, Ruth has to occupy the in between space between the young kids and the adult adults, and uh, and I liked the inter. I mean, I liked her kind of vibe because she is the most. Uh, the most contrast from everybody else. And I think that her presence does interesting things for all the different characters. And yeah, like I, I they should have written her to be more seductive. <laughs> that would have been more cliche. So you could have been more tempting to Ethan Hawke's yeah, character. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can turn this into knock, knock all of a sudden. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I like that they flirted with that stuff and didn't go there. I like that. She's like, yeah, he's not that guy. Like he wanted to, but he's not that guy. Uh, I, I liked things like that, and I thought the interplay between her and her father, it's like even though they are presented as a unit and, you know, it, there is a very us and them between, you know, the two pairs at first. Us or them, them Coral. Uh, <laughs> but I thought that their tension between each other was also a nice detail, like a microcosm, because, of course, he's going to try and be managing her expectations, but also she's super sharp, not very complacent, not likely to be the kind to just accept whatever comfort is being sold thousand percent and i mean you know in terms of all the characters even though mahershala ali seems to have the most concrete actionable knowledge of all of our main characters she does seem to be the one with like the most pragmatic attitude oh for sure um and i thought her performance was uh was quite good too so i don't know i i like that character i liked her too yeah. i liked her too um Everyone was really good. Uh, I thought the direction for for this was solid. I actually really appreciated how we would see actual outside world stuff instead of just only key. Like I, I like the stories where they just keep it contained to the house. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I'm a sucker for that. And there's, and there's one part of me that's like, ooh, I would have loved like to have seen that version. Yeah. Um. But uh, as it stands, I do think that this version that we got is pretty compelling. Yeah. And I like the glimpses we would get when they would be like on the beach or when they would be on the road and the Teslas are crashing or when they see the outside world, uh, New York, New York City uh, being destroyed. I feel uh, convincingly cut off from everything. Yeah. Yeah. What's this movie called again? Leave the world behind. Leave the world behind. Sorry, guys. Got to prep some footage <laughs> simultaneously while talking because time crunch. Oh, and we got uh, Kevin Bacon, too. Kevin Bacon. I think um, I think as Kevin Bacon has gotten, I, I wasn't a big fan of Kevin Bacon when I was a kid. Okay. But when he's got, as he's gotten older, I have really grown to like like the older Kevin Bacon yeah, performances absolutely. a lot. The grizzled Kevin Bacon, world weathered Kevin Bacon is yeah, is I, a very I good really, Bacon. I really like. I mean, I've always, I've always kind of liked. It. I, I, that's a lie. I've always liked Kevin Bacon, but I've never. But I've especially liked him as he's gotten older. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've been way more drawn to his like older man performances. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no, because he brings a good amount of like presence and 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 yeah, he can show up and and it feels like effortless, but also like he showed up. And here, you know, it's like you see him in that one shot and the movie was compelling enough that I forgot about him for a long time. And even though he's only in a brief sequence, you know, meaningfully, uh, I thought, yeah, his, he still showed up and really kind of, you know, fully committed to the kind of character who he is. And it's another aspect of the movie that is certainly playing on. And I like that this movie played on and used but didn't get lost in well, not get lost in but i don't know i think it's it's appropriate the way the movie used the sort of appearances and the suspicion based on appearances you see this guy and you're like oh, okay of course this is the guy who would be prepared for all of this and of course for the two of us the the yuppie city guy and you know person of color out here on your american flag doorstep you know maybe there's some precariousness to this situation and uh, it's altogether different feeling than, you know, when they have the first meeting with, you know, Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke on the porch. Um, but, yeah, it's like without it, it manages to encapsulate a lot of the fears and paranoias people have, some that are primal and, you know, everybody has and some that are more societal and some that are based on, yeah, like cultural reservations and prejudices and whatnot. Yeah, I thought it was great, and I think the direction. So I think the direction overall was excellent. Um, I, I think there's a lot of like really wonderfully shot sequences with um, some distorted angles and um, some beautiful symmetry throughout. And they managed to make. Some, and when they wanted to, 
you have to make play scene movies feel very like cinematic and they did yeah and and i think too when they did do sequences that uh were like out on the road or whatever on the beach they, they weren't like overshooting their load like it felt very much like oh no they you know, they know what they're doing and this is really composed yeah. um Music I thought was excellent. All the hearkening back to like old school types of horror. Again, I kept getting like Twilight Zone flares from it. Uh, really enjoyed that. Yeah, the sound piano design flourish they kept going for. Oh yeah, sound design uh, was great too. Yeah. Um, now I and guess then the, the the needle drops were were nicely contrasted for the most part. Now I guess the one thing left to talk about is did you like the movie? <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. It's it's a movie I'm going to keep thinking about it. It's a movie that I Can you give me that hard drive? Certainly uh ejected. Enjoyed in an immediate sense. Like I, I love the kind of movie that makes you sit there and makes you sort of wonder and puts you in the paranoia and it feels like some big conspiracy is going down and it's it's kind of neat to me that a political, what is essentially a political thriller about a terrorist attack, or ostensibly is that they cut to the moon at one point, could be aliens, who knows? Uh, but you know, it, it's almost like a political thriller without. That's interesting. You did get the sense of like, is it an alien invasion? Yeah, and it's fun because in that way it feels like you're watching yeah an apocalypse movie or maybe an alien invasion movie or maybe some weird the happening or uh, whatever the house knock at the cabin ended up being or knock something at the like cabin in the woods. Yeah, the last house in the cabin. Oh, you didn't of see that knock- movie, did no, you? No, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> but hey, not this, it's, it's very. I mean, that one's more. I don't want that one's more religious based. Um, sure, but 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 at least from the trailer, that's sort of like something no, yeah. is coming, and there's and we're isolated real, and yeah. paranoid, yeah. and, and this will be kind of like a play, maybe thousand <laughs> percent. Uh, yeah, and so I, I love that kind of a vibe, and I like that this movie was able to kind of keep you guessing as to like what version of that are we watching. I thought it was appropriate where they landed to give you pretty much the idea without fully confirming the idea. As we've sat here and talked about it, it's sort of uh, 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 calcifying in a pretty agreeable way with me. Like initially, the way or where it ends, I was like, oh, it would be such a meme if they end it right here. But also in thinking about it, I'm like, where else would I have ended this? Because it, it ends off in a way where part of you is like, well, this could easily keep going, <laughs> you know. But I think at least tonally right now, I, I kind of feel satisfied with what it is. I don't know exactly how great I would say this is compared to what its aspirations are, but I don't think it's falling very far short of its aspirations. And I think it's at least right now, I thought it was pretty good. I'm going to see. OK, I haven't seen the audience score yet. Okay. Right now, it's got a 75% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I haven't seen the audience score. Okay. Uh, I just want to get my opinion before it's influenced by the audience score. That yeah. changed my entire point yeah, of view. Let's update it for the, the crowd. Um, but before we do that, John, um, here I'm creating this little folder. What did you think of Obama's up. producing? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's... Trying to uh, you know have another career post presidency. Yeah, <laughs> he's just got nothing now. He's yeah. just out here hustling, trying to get a buck. Uh, <laughs> can you put this in there? <laughs> yes, of course. I do think uh, it's fun and charming and, 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 that this is what they chose to produce. Uh, I think they produce other stuff. Um, but you know, I think it speaks a little bit. I, th- I think it it makes it puts it in a certain kind of lens. <laughs> Obama is secretly telling us what to look out for yeah, in terms like, of apocalypse. I'm giving you government secrets in this movie, <laughs> yeah. guys. Yeah, exactly. I learned this shit. This yeah. is text. Keep this close and learn from it. <laughs> uh, I I like the I did like the movie. I I enjoyed it and. Um, I was really into it like the first hour and 15 hour 20 minute mark. Um, and and I kind of did, you know, sort of reveal already like where movies started slowly losing me a bit was when it does get bogged down more in the like everything stays strong, like solid direction. Uh, and the acting just remains phenomenal. The acting really, I think, helps save a lot of that last hour for sure. me. Um, and while I like the plot, while I like the plot and everything they're commentating on and 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 stuff and and sometimes the writing, it, it's weird. This movie is one of those things where and it's all open to interpretation. It doesn't ever. It's it's it, it verge. It borders on becoming so expositional about what its point is. Yes, and then it also simultaneously leaves you with 
that didn't quite tell you what the point of the movie is. Didn't quite leave you with the answer. Like I, it it weirdly leaves you in this terrain of exposition heavy and ambiguity like at the same time and normally you don't get both and and, yeah. it, and it kind of leaves that, you with both it, it yeah. definitely is one of those movies that is is doing a big contrast of like here's the plot stuff and we're not gonna yeah. spoon feed you the actual story stuff <laughs> like yeah, and I, yeah and I think that um i i could have used a little bit more character driven narrative and not not lose sight of that, basically, as it, it were. It kind of seemed like it wanted to talk more about its ideas, and then it would remind itself the storytelling. Maybe it's like in the book. I don't really give a shit. We're talking about the movie, <laughs> right? Um, that it would remind itself, like we got to be a little bit about the characters and the intensity of what's sure. happening with the characters. Uh, like everything with like Mahershala Ali going to the beach and all that, and the suspicions, and then who can they trust each other, and should they go? Should the you know, Julie Robertson, Ethan Hawk family, should they leave? Oh, that was all so gripping to me whilst doing the commentary of what the hell's going on in the outside world. Like I was really enjoying that. And and then when it it, it kind of brought it back around to the scene with Kevin Bacon at the end of like that immediacy. And I was going like, I don't want Mahershal Lee to die right now, and nor do I want Ethan Hawke to die right now. I don't want anyone to get shot right now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like I hope none of these guys get killed. Yeah. Um and it's not like I ever stopped caring during the film, but I did start to feel its runtime at a certain point. Yeah. Because I wasn't as invested in the character narrative and I was finding it be more about what it wants to talk about yeah. than, it, than it does want to tell it through the lens of the characters. Mm -hmm. And 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 I and that's the one thing about its focus that I wish it it honed in on a little bit more. Sure. So overall, I, I really did like it. Like I think there's a lot of craftsmanship to it that I really enjoyed. And you know, for a street for in, in a day and age where, where Netflix dumps like a billion originals mm -hmm. and, and and whatever, uh, I, I could see why this one stood out. Why this one became a conversation. Yeah. Uh, not only because of what it's conversing with its audience about, but because of its caliber of filmmaking that it does. Yeah. You know, totally. uh, like there is some real filmmaking to this. I could have seen this as a theater experience. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it doesn't feel like made for TV or made directly for streaming. Like I could have seen this as a theater going experience. I think that I think if it was the theater, they probably would have wanted a more concrete ending. They probably yes. would have wanted something that lays it out a little bit better for its audience because I could see a scenario where some people feel like it's ab abrupt the way it ends. Mm -hmm. Whereas, well, whereas yeah. you were able to, because I didn't, I actually didn't think it was going to end when it ended. Yeah. Whereas you were here going, please let it end now, please. And it did. And you were satisfied. <laughs> and for me, I didn't even get an inkling that it was going to end right there. Sure, and I yeah. bet a lot of people might not. Because, yeah. because you watch as, like, a bunch yeah, of things. got a low-ass audience score yeah. <laughs> That is really, that is really low. Bad. Holy Damn. balls, that is a low audience score. Because you do watch a bunch of things that are l loosely together, like, really kind of scatter, and then the movie ends. It's like they're seems all like, separated, and they're all seems at Seems like most people are pretty upset of the ending i bet because you get this quick five seconds of scrolling because you reach this crescendo with all the deer and you're like whoa were you and 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 something happened with the sun i guess he just did have lyme disease like a lyme disease fast acting teeth falling yeah. like like yeah you have these crescendos of like they've run off into the woods and they have this thing with the deer and she's looking off at the beach and, and the explosion's happening and then ethan hawk and mahershali they're all down the road and there yeah. was kevin biggin and the girl she's in the panic room and uh and and yeah it ends at a point where everything feels Feels, I think innately kind of like you're in the middle of something, <laughs> you know, and uh, and yeah, I, I think it's a thematic end point that at least again to me right now, uh, I'm not 100 percent cl uh, clicked in on, but I'm like, yeah, I, I appreciate the the quirk of this choice, but I can also absolutely see people hating that because it it gets you to that point where you're like. The only real direction you have is when Ethan Hawke and Marshall Ali are leaving Kevin Bacon. And they're like, well, I guess we're just going to go back and we got the medicine. But the rest is all like, you know, they're they're shouting, still trying to find Rose. And Rose is off doing her own thing. And like, yeah, I can. It just all it all feels like a bunch of big things presented. And then it's and then it's immediately done. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I Because I do think that sometimes the I do feel like sometimes the dialogue overall 
while again, like so much goes to the, the directors, especially. I mean, the actors, especially, and then occasionally some certain choice with the directors, uh, with the direction. Like like um, when like when Mahershala Ali is first giving this the spiel a spiel about government agent defense person and not saying who it is. Yeah. And then there's this little moment where he like put puts his hand on her to stop her from getting her drink, and he gets a little more serious, and the camera closes. I'm like, okay, that was a good way to make that more interesting. Yeah. Because um, sometimes it feels like they're it could be easy for some moments when I pull out to go, this kind of feels like rambling pretentiousness. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But I didn't ever fully get there. <laughs> uh, yeah. With any, with any moment, even though at times that's what I meant by how it would ride this line where I feel like I'm getting so told what this movie's about and then going, what is this movie about exactly? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. I get you. Because, yeah. yeah, it's like you have to look at everything and assume that most everything yeah. we are being given or shown is important somehow. And I didn't <sighs> think we needed the, like, as much as I felt like Kevin Bacon played that role, and this is coming from a from a man who identifies as liberal, or I'll tell you, this is a guy who identifies as liberal. And, and as funny as I thought the moment was, I thought it was really funny. Um, oh, I, God. Oh. The, with the Korean or, or whatever. Maybe it's They're Chinese. All this, maybe yeah. yeah. As much, because this movie's produced by Obama. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Hollywood is full of a bunch of leftists. You know? That's right, bro. I think leftists. that you could have saved yourself a lot of, when already a lot of this is very much like, leftist scare tactics whatever the yeah, fuck you want to yeah, call it right yeah. as much as it's already there and so much of the sentiment we obviously agree with right i think cutting that out probably would have helped the movie's points get across a little bit because then it's th especially for that to be so close to the end of the film yeah that does kind of cloud a lot of i'm like because you don't need to like if if this movie wants to be about its messages, if this movie wants to be about its commentary, yeah, to some extent, right? And uh, uh, like, uh, I think doing something that specifically, obviously, is going against you know, like your your typical right wing personality, um, which I think was in the form of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> That's the way I saw it. Well, <laughs> yeah, like he this is big American flag or like the Korean or tiny, you know, and, and I like and I got my society day shit yeah. all sorted out. Yeah, yeah it's it's meant to f appear a certain way at face value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I mean, and I, th you, I I think having that line excised probably would have saved a little bit of blowback <laughs> perhaps yeah i'm curious because i mean you know maybe i'm reading more into it than i need to it i i personally just feel that way i'm i am i don't know i'd be curious to hear people's thoughts i mean i think it does draw uh the main i mean julia roberts and ethan hawk i feel like are drawn as kind of a, a yuppie neoliberal couple in a way that yeah, definitely. isn't overt as it is in like a get out but like in a way that is clearly commenting on them as people and, and hey, even though they might appear, you know, like this, you know, uh, both beautiful and also, you know, like, uh, I don't know, they, they, they get to the dysfunction of their family later. But, you know, they appear as like, you know, a hip and with it couple and he is very open and accepting of things and, and, and all that. And and yeah, they're not really all that they want to sell you that they are. Uh, and then, yeah, you have Kevin Bacon, who's like a much more bold face sort of. Yeah, it's just a thing you would expect from a character like that. And so it, the one is more subtle and the other is not. <laughs> yeah, because you have like Julia Roberts, who is pretty much admitting to like, yeah, I had subconscious racism definitely factoring in when I first met you. Like she's yeah. her characters admitting to that. And the whole I hate people in general. You know? I, I hate people in general or even like I, I could see the Spanish speaking woman as a fear of the unknown again with, you know, um, yeah, like I, people I coming into our country. I accept borders. all people, yeah. but when I have to deal with them, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't feel like we are as the same as I would say in polite conversation or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and you know, again, to hammer in that point of the movie of we aren't really doing enough. Yeah, and we can say a lot, and we can think we're contributing, but we're really not. Yeah, and, and there's so much we do every yeah. day that is kind of meaningless and performative and all that stuff. Yeah, I think well, when you when you get to that whole thing at the end with Kevin Bacon's character, which is those little couple lines, uh, it's like, 
Yeah, a little, a little much. <laughs> it is. It, 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 I thought it was really funny. I feel like the delivery, intentionally funny. Like I, yeah. I thought the delivery was so good. You know, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I do think that you, you're already like pushing the boundaries. And it's your political point of views here. This movie's very political. It's extremely political. Yeah, and it's yeah. not and and it's not like without that beat, you wouldn't be able to communicate yeah. the idea that the leaflets that Ethan Hawke finds you know, being you could still establish that the same thing happened with leaflets printed in Korean or Chinese or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that it's all part of a misinformation scheme without that little character, you know, Nick of like, oh, yeah. And he doesn't care what the difference is. Sure, sure. You know, at first he seems so sure it's Korea. And the second someone's like, Are you sure? He's like, well, I don't know. It could be anything. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Which, again, I, I guess I'm I'm torn because it is funny and it's like a real thing. And it serves the moment in that. Initially, you think again, oh, this guy must know. And then it's like, well, he doesn't really know. He just has like a vague piece of context, which yeah. is about as good as you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, at the same time, it is one of the more uh, directly caricaturist-ish elements of the characterization here. Yeah. Even though he's the one who's the survival one, he's the one who had was ahead of the curb here. And he helps out. I mean, he, he does out. eventually take the money and yeah, give even, them the pills. Even though, but and, and I just think, oh, but then taking a jab at that uh, kind of negates. Like, like, you're already painting this guy already not the greatest light. Yeah. You don't need to do like that additional stuff. Because we already know what's better okay. about Ethan Hawke and Mahershal Ali being able yeah. to team up where clearly this guy's not going to be willing to team up with y'all. Like the contrast will be there whether we have that, yeah, beat or not. <laughs> yeah, man. But um, overall, I liked it. Overall, yeah. I thought, uh, overall, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And um, it's a good time. And uh, maybe one day I'll watch it again. Maybe. It's no bird box. Sile, <laughs> uh, maybe not. A movie I could not finish. Oh, a movie I haven't even started. Couldn't do it. Aw. I was like, I'm going to put it on. And I was like 40 minutes in. I was like, I don't think I like don't think this movie's for me. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm excited now. I'm going to check I, it I, out. I did not like the, uh, there was so much about it. I really didn't like it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I just kind of get on board with it. Oh, I have so many questions now. <laughs> as the movie will leave you with um, I think I don't know. Well, when you finish. stop forty minutes in, <laughs> definitely can ask questions. Should have finished it. Just couldn't stand the characters, man. Just couldn't stand it. That's fair. That's fair. Like or, that felt like a streaming movie to me for sure. This felt way more above that. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Did it feel? Uh, Even though I know people like Bird Box way more <laughs> like this movie. I was yeah. gonna say, did that movie feel very high on its messaging? Did it feel very like we're recall. doing profound shit over here in the bird box? I don't recall thinking. That. I just remember really not finding the characters believable, and, and uh, to me, it was the characters. I just didn't like the characters. Okay, good to know. And I didn't think the good actors um, were enough to elevate it or help me see past how terrible the characters were. Sandy didn't save the movie. I don't remember who that is. Sandra Bullock. Oh, yes. The lead. <laughs> she did not save it for me. Oh. All right, but what'd you guys think of the Leave the World Behind? Leave your thoughts down below. Appreciate y'all being here. Um, be sure to subscribe. Tell us who you're voting for in the comments. Um, keep politics out of this video. Yes. But put it in the comments. Yeah. Keep your politics out who's of your, my Who's your 2024 world. vote in coming this election year? Woo! Which debate are you looking forward to the most? Oh, yeah. In your specific state you live in. Um, you what third-party candidate will you cast a vote for in order to ensure that your vote doesn't really sway anyway if you're, in the actual election? If you're not part of America, what do you think about America? Leave your thoughts down below oh. in the comments. What have you th thought about our recent presidency? Mm, and the one before that and, and the, the one, one before that. Leave it all down in the comments below. And whoever replies to you, make sure to reply back to them. Mm -hmm. And keep that conversation going. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Don't even, you don't even have to listen to each other. Just keep spouting your own point of view and uh, fill that comment box. I think as long as you guys keep trying to convince each other that you're the right one. 100% right, by the way. Yeah. One of you is bound to be not wasting their time. Mm-hmm. 50-50 shot. It could be you. This <laughs> is <laughs> the Patriot of the Day shout out. <laughs> All right, John, pick a name. Uh, Pandemic Jones. Pandemic Jones, my friend. Merry Christmas. You know what Santa's giving you this year? Ooh. 
Well, what do we know about pandemic drones? What and do we know? He's giving you an, an he's inoculation. Giving, he's, he, what? <laughs> an inoculate a vaccination. Uh, that's exactly what I was gonna say, hey! except not with the, such fancy terminology. Oh, sorry. Yeah, vaccines inoculate you to various diseases Too and or highbrow vernacular for my brain. What the hell was that, John? That's Ebenezer Scrooge of me. Let me bring it down <laughs> to the, the street level. That's right. You're getting the jab this year, my friend pandemic and you know what this one's going to protect you against more than just what everyone else is protected mm, against you're going to get RSV. you're going to get protected against you know um people's incompetence oh, you're yeah. going to get protected against uh herpes you're going to yeah. get protected against uh just the, like paying too much for stuff at the grocery or any other store it's a coupon really is yeah. what you're getting mm -hmm. and you're also going to get protected against being uh, taken advantage of at card mechanics. Just, whenever I'm about to finally insert, you just right, go right, and I'll insert. You You're going to be mic. protected against interruptions is what I hope you get protected against. Mr. Uh, would you say inoculation? It worked. <laughs> yes, it did. Because <laughs> I remember the word now. I didn't interrupt it's, you that. It's my new favorite <laughs> word. Yeah. Get inoculated, baby. Merry Christmas, PJ. Hope Santa or Jesus or somebody gives you something special this year. The jab. This. <laughs>